This hour brought to you by GCNLife.com. Live younger, look younger, feel younger at GCNLife.com. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, welcome everybody to hour number two of the broadcast. We've been looking forward to this interview. Tonight, hour number two, the entire hour, we will be discussing the assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. And here's sort of uh, the background on this for those that are not as familiar with the details. On June 5th, 1968, presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy was mortally wounded shortly after midnight at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. Earlier that evening, the 42-year-old junior senator from New York was declared the winner in the South Dakota and California presidential primaries in the 1968 election. He was pronounced dead at 1.44 a.m. on June the 6th. Now, that was about 26 hours after he had been shot. And it was the assassination of RFK that prompted what is presently today's practice of providing secret service protection, not just for a sitting president, but also for presidential candidates. And joining us tonight is Lisa Pease, and she is the author of the book, A Lie Too Big to Fail, The Real History of the Assassination of Robert F. Kennedy, based on more than two decades of investigative research. She has recently published the book, which has already been hailed as the magnum opus of RFK assassination research by the acclaimed author of JFK and the unspeakable James Douglas. I should also mention that our prior guest, James DiEugenio, has uh, contributed to this book by writing the introduction. And Lisa Pease, good to have you with us, ma'am, for the first time on Jim Paris Live. Do we have Lisa? All right, uh, Minneapolis, are you there? I do not hear Lisa. Hello. Hello. There we go. All right. Oh, you got me? Okay. Yes, I've got you now. All right. Thank you. Good to have you with us tonight, Lisa. Yeah, good to be here, although I'm very sad at the Rams loss, but we won't. Well, yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah. it, I, I sort of boycotted the Super Bowl myself tonight, So, but I did hear that at the top of the hour news that the, uh, that the uh, Rams lost, and uh, we've got another year of uh, gloating for the Patriots, right? Right. <laughs> but in any case, I don't know if you were able to hear my introduction or not. I um, did, I, so, and it was yeah, wonderful. So, well, tell yeah, me, I, is, is there anything that I 
should have added to that or that you would like to add to that because unfortunately today's young people especially they don't get the history that that we all got when we were back in school and of course the rfk assassination is not as well known historically as the death of his brother jfk so anything else about that setting the scene if you will for our discussion tonight right right well he when he ran um how do I want to say it? He was planning to, oh, I'm so sorry. I've got a terrible cold and I'm not thinking as sharply as I usually do. Well, where we're at on this is we're, we're talking about the night where, that he was assassinated. Let me, let me and just he, set the scene right, right so the, he was in right the, after he gave his victory speech. Right, he gave oh, a yes. speech, right? And then he's, he's leaving the venue and pick it up right there. Right. So he's uh, just spoke at the embassy ballroom, which is upstairs at the Ambassador Hotel. He goes off the back of the stage, turns right, heads into a little pantry area, en route to the printed press media. And this is something he actually did at all his stops. So it was a pretty safe bet that at some point that night, he would probably cross through the pantry. There are a lot of people who think, oh, they changed the route. That's really a, a distraction. It isn't about that. Sooner or later, he was going to come. So this that. is like the kitchen area that he's going through, sort of a there's back a big, way for well, him. There's a really, there's a big kitchen area, and then there's a small, narrow, kind of a staging area. They had these three big steam tables where you know plates could be, and the waiters would just you know run in and grab the plates and take them to the the guests. It was more like for banquets. It wasn't like. But this was not where the general public was. He was taken sort of backstage, right. if you will, right. privately. And there were guards who were supposed to ensure that no one got in there that wasn't a member of either the Kennedy, uh, not the administration, the Kennedy party, or um, a member of the press which is right. something I talk about in my book because there are a few people who are very persistent all night in trying to get press passes. And press passes at an event like that is kind of like an all-access pass at a rock you know, concert or something where that allows you to go anywhere in the hotel. So that would have been really valuable. If you wanted to catch Kennedy somewhere, a press pass or a Kennedy badge, you know, indicating you're part of the Kennedy staff, either of those would have been very valuable. But it's important that people understand that this was not like he walked out in the front of the hotel. He was what would be backstage. Would you compare this in any way to like the Jack Ruby moment where Jack Ruby sneaks into the police department, which that wasn't necessarily a super secure situation. This sounds like it was pretty secure where he was and it should have been safe. Uh, Yeah. It's very similar in the sense that it was a small, confined space. And interestingly enough, people said that Jack Ruby hid behind the television cameras so people couldn't really see him because the cameras were on as Oswald was being brought out. And so it had kind of a blinding effect. And there, were, there was at least one witness who thought the gunman was firing from between two cameramen with their lights on, which would be interesting because then it'd be very hard to identify Sirhan. However... There's only one person who said that, and usually one witness is not enough to sway me. Now you just that. said you just said Jack Ruby. Did you mean to say Jack Ruby? You're you're making the comparison. I I, I said you were right to compare it to that in the sense that it's a confined right. area. Now you Sirhan hear? Sirhan, it's interesting. This guy is interesting just to read about and all of that, and we'll get into him tonight. But but what was he doing back there? Did he have any? legitimate reason to be back there did he have a badge did he work at all for the hotel how did he get back in there 
Yeah, I actually want to approach the story from a slightly different angle, because if we start with Sirhan, we're not going to get to the heart of the story. Okay. In the sense that I think we have to start with what happened with the ballistics evidence, because I'm convinced, and you know, readers can read about this in my book, because there's no way I can convince somebody of this in a few minutes on a radio show. That's why I wrote a book. Right, right. A very, very large book that uh, lays this all out in a lot of detail. So today is just sort of the teaser. Right, right. Um, So what's important is that after the shooting, so here's the thing. Teddy walks in, he shakes the hands of the busboy. Sirhan is standing there in front of him. Sirhan pulls out a gun and starts firing at Kennedy. Kennedy throws up his hands and turns and falls, and is clearly shot four times from as we, it turns out, a distance of about an inch, even though all the witnesses who could see both Sirhan and Robert Kennedy put two to three feet between Sirhan's gun muzzle, not even his body, his gun muzzle, and, and Kennedy. So we, we have an improbability right there. And as I read the witness interviews, I read one of the earliest witness interviews, and you can even hear the surprise in the police's voice. They're like, he was in front of him? You know, because... They knew that Kennedy had been shot from behind, so how could the shooter have been in front of him? And well, and how many shots were fired? Wasn't there a question about that as well? Yeah, well, according to the police count, there were eight box sh- shots fired because that's what their handgun could hold. And so they kind of jerry-rigged the scene to make that possible, even though there were about 12 known bullet entry points just in the LAPD scenario. I mean, bullets had to enter people and exit people and go into somebody Because else. there were multiple well, people shot. It, it wasn't just Robert Kennedy. There were multiple and people multiple, shot. And multiple bullets retrieved from them. So there were four There were four shots in Kennedy, and, and two bullets were removed from his body. We'll take a break right here. This is a hard break. Lisa, we'll be back. We'll pick it up right there as we continue our discussion on the RFK assassination. You're listening to Jim Paris Live. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris. And if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. Well, I reached the point about three years ago that I decided enough was enough, and I went to war with my personal stack of monthly bills. I canceled cable TV and legally connected my television to the Internet, and now I get hundreds of free TV channels, and I don't pay for cable TV. I found a little-known way of getting free home phone service for life, and I discovered a totally legal way to opt out of Obamacare and cut my health insurance bill by more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. That's christianmoneyplus.com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. 
You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. This is George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens, and we're proud to promote amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Visit GCNLife.com for products like Luminesce. The Luminesce Anti-Aging Skincare Line restores youthful vitality and radiance to your skin, reducing the appearances of fine lines and wrinkles with stem cell technology. There's also Instantly Ageless, which works within two minutes, reducing under-eye bags, fine lines, wrinkles, and pores. Jeunesse has products to help you with how you look and feel in a very short time. Noble-nominated Dr. Vincent Jampapa has designed several products helping the body perform better. Jeunesse products have a 30-day money-back guarantee, and they're available up to a 25% preferred price discount. See all of the amazing Jeunesse products at GCNLife.com or call toll-free 1-844-443-6637. 1-844-443-6637. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But soon, you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps. The ultimate fully functional, off-the-grid mobile survival bug out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. listening to Jim Paris live. Okay, we are back. The book is A Lie Too Big to Fail, The Real History of the Assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. You can get the book on Amazon. It's available also in Kindle over there at Amazon. And the author, Lisa Pease, is with us tonight. So, Lisa, we were just picking it up there where Robert Kennedy had... Right. He won the nomination, gave his speech. It was late at night. It was pretty late at night, but that's how these things go. After midnight, he's he's making an exit through a pantry, which is sort of a back way out of the hotel. And then we were talking about the ballistics. Multiple right. people are shot. And this was a small caliber gun as well. It was a twenty-two caliber handgun, which, right. you know, uh, I teach for the NRA. So we get a lot of questions from people saying, oh, well, that's not going to really hurt someone at 22. At close range of 22, we'll kill someone. But it is a smaller caliber handgun. But when you consider that multiple people were shot as well, it seems like your, your case that there were more uh, bullets than what he could have held in that firearm that's probably right. your greatest evidence that there was more than one shooter. 
Right. And not only that, but Sirhan was captured after the second or third shot, and, and the person who captured him pushed his hand away from the crowd. So how could five more people have gotten shot? So there, there are a number of problems with that. And the FBI photographed four extra bullet holes in the door frames. I even found video of the door frame that had been pulled off, and it's clear those are bullet holes. Nothing else could pierce three-quarters of an inch wood, you know, leave that tiny a hole, and then stick in and have to be dug out. It just makes sense. You know, people tried to say, oh, people stuck pencils in the wall. Like, but that part of the wall wasn't exposed before the assassination. That was only exposed after, and the two holes that we see in the wall were in the, the pried-off panel. I put a link to the video in my book because I, I can't remember it. So you have to go look at my book to get the link to that video. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I know that video was a really uh, critical uh, piece of evidence to st- because if you have a firearm that ha- that can only hold eight rounds and you can establish there were more than eight rounds fired, either Sirhan Sirhan had a second firearm, which we know he didn't, or there was another shooter. Now, in your mind, what is the significance for our listeners of there being a conspiracy? Because some people might say, okay, there was one, there was two, there were three shooters. Now, in the JFK assassination, that takes us down a whole different rabbit hole of, you know, who is behind that conspiracy. Does your book take us down that rabbit hole as well, that if it's not okay. just Sirhan Sirhan, then this gets into something so big that we don't even, we can't even comprehend it. Right. When you start pulling at the threads of this, there are people who seem to be tied to intelligence agencies. That's really the only way to put it. And the whole operation was actually fairly sophisticated, fairly large, and yet leaking like a sieve, which is to be expected. It's funny because people think that when the CIA does an assassination, they use their own staff for it. And that's not how it works. They pick a cutout who then hires somebody else who then goes and hires the team of assassins. So they try and keep it, you know, a few steps removed from the agency. And uh, and the people are not trained like an FBI agent would be trained. They don't go to Quantico and learn how to fire. You know what I mean? They're pulled out of prison. They're drug users. These are you know, people that are vulnerable. And like throwaways, people that are throwaways that can be used for something like this in case exactly. they get caught. And, you know, exactly. you don't want it, uh, you know, you want to have uh, plausible deniability and all that. Is it a fair narrative that RFK, if he were elected, which it looks like he was on his way uh, mm-hmm. to being elected after these two primary wins, is it a fair narrative that this would have been like the next term of JFK, that he was going to sort of take on all the same enemies, the the um, the the uh, so-called uh, uh, deep state, as we call it today, the CIA, exactly. all of those people. This would have been JFK's revenge, right? And big business and the whole bit. And not only that, but Robert Kennedy became almost more radical than JFK after his brother's death. You know, he went and he toured the world to try and you know, deal with his own grief, but then he saw how much worse people had it. In fact, he went to some coal mines in Chile, uh, and he's like, wow, I understand why they're communists. Their lives are horrible. And it's like, at least the communists offer them something, you know, because the, the capitalists aren't offering them anything. And, and so he was he was more, too, of a... He was much more the face of the prosecution of the mafia as well. Does your book get into that? Yes and no, in the sense that the mafia really wasn't the driver behind this, so I don't spend a lot of time for that. 
it has been, the mafia has been extremely useful as, shall we say, the false flag sponsor. I'm sure people are familiar with the term, you know, a false flag event is when somebody does something but makes it look like somebody else did it. And the mob makes a great false flag sponsor because, you know, the Kennedys, both of them went after the mob, but especially Robert. And, you know, he called Giancana, you know, he ridiculed him on TV and said he laughed like a little girl. And, and these are big guys who are used to killing people, you know, so it's like it's not the kind of bear you want to poke, <laughs> right? So now, in the, in, the case, in the case of RFK, do we have this super long list of potential people behind it like we do with JFK, you know, that, that it was no, sort actually, of like everybody wanted him dead, or was it a very narrow list? I, I believe it's a very narrow list because I, I've been at it for like 25 years. So it's like I've looked into all these different avenues and was it the mob? Was it this? Was it that? You know, can you link Thane Caesar to the mob or can you link him to the CIA? And in fact, you can link him to a man named Robert Mayhew, who the CIA had tapped to run their Castro assassination plots. Now, you have to believe they tapped him to run assassination plots because he had experience running assassination plots. You don't give somebody like that that kind of a job unless he's got prior experience. And uh, I met a man who used to work for the Howard Hughes uh, organization out of Las Vegas. He was one of the few people allowed in the room with Howard Hughes, because anybody who's seen some of those films know that he became kind of a germaphobe over the course of his life and became more and more secluded. Well, this man, John Meyer, did used to get in the room with him. And, uh, and John Meyer also shared an office with Robert Mayhew. And right before the assassination happened, Mayhew asked John Meyer to cancel his trip because Meyer was a friend of Robert Kennedy and he was going to go, you know, be there with him on his victory in Los Angeles. And Meyer's like, don't go, don't go, and set up a meeting with Don Nixon, who was John Meyer's friend, and Don Nixon was Richard Nixon's brother. And he's like, set up a you know meeting with Don Nixon, the, you know, the day after the the primary, which would have been June fifth, which was the day of the assassination. If you're talking from midnight on. And, uh, you know, so Meyer did these things and was puzzled by it. And then after, you know, Kennedy is killed, he's like, oh, my God, did Mayhew know? And he started going back through what he knew, and he heard the name Thane Caesar. Thane Caesar was the guard who was supposed to be keeping Kennedy safe. That was his job that night. He was stationed at the pantry door where Kennedy came from the backstage into the kitchen. It was his job to escort him safely through. Instead, they get about halfway. Kennedy pulls away from him, you know, shakes a hand, turns to move forward, and next thing we know, Kennedy is shot. Kennedy is shot three times under his right arm. And the man closest to him at that point was Thane Eugene Caesar, who worked for Mayhew and the Hughes organization. And Interesting. And our break is here. Denied. When we come... When we come back, I want to ask you about Don Nixon because that's a name I'm not familiar with. And uh, if uh, there's a connection to President Nixon, we want to hear that too. We'll, We'll have all that and more after this break. We'll be back. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 
Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. USA Radio News with Wendy King. Super Bowl 53 is underway at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Gladys Knight sang the national anthem ahead of the game, and the NFL paid tribute to the civil rights movement. Just before the Super Bowl coin toss, a clip was shown of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. King's daughter, Dr. Bernice King, was the person chosen to flip the coin, and she was joined by Congressman John Lewis and Andrew Young. Los Angeles won the coin toss, but deferred, giving the Patriots the ball first. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 800-871-3291. 800-871-3291. Again, that's 800-871-3291. February is Heart Month. Every year for the month of February, to show our appreciation to Extendivite's faithful customers, we have a sale. If you would like to try Extendivite, now is the time to get a few months ahead and really give Extendivite the time to show you how it works. Most of Extendivite's long-term customers wait for this sale to stock up. People and doctors tell us about the unbelievable improvements that they have experienced in their overall health, not just the heart. Extendivite wants you to experience the power of these herbs. Get a four-month supply for only $115 for either the capsules or tincture. Please take advantage of this once-per-year sale and get healthy for life. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or find us on Amazon. Extend your life with You're listening to Jim Paris Live. All right, we are back. Lisa Pease is here. Her book, A Lie Too Big to Fail, The Real History of the Assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. And Lisa, just before the break, you you rattled off a bunch of names, 
And the one name that I wasn't familiar with was Don Nixon, brother yeah. of, of Richard Nixon. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, well, he's significant because Don Nixon is a younger brother. He had received money from Howard Hughes to start, I think it was a hamburger stand or something like that. And that cost Richard Nixon one of his elections. So he was very wary about the whole Hughes money and its ties to his brother. And he was kind of unable to rein in his brother. It's kind of like, I don't know if you're old enough to remember Billy Bush, the kind of forgotten. Oh, I'm old enough to remember Billy Bush. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, he was kind of the irresponsible wild child that, you know, Richard Nixon wished he didn't have to deal with. Uh, but Mayhew basically went to Don Nixon and said, tell your brother we killed, you know, Robert Kennedy. And now, you know, we own him. And that was kind of his attitude. And we, as in, you know, people ask me, well, does that mean Howard Hughes was behind it? And actually, I don't see evidence of that. I really don't. And I've looked. I definitely see evidence of CIA. I think you may have been referencing Billy Carter, uh, oh, which is the younger brother. Yeah, Neil Bush. I'm sorry. Neil right. Bush. B- Billy right, Carter. Carter. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. Carter's brother. But in any case, yeah, everybody uh, has a black. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. The Clintons had uh, the brother, uh, Roger Clinton. There's always that, that right. brother. Cause I think Billy Bush is sort of a distant cousin of the Bushes. He's a TV guy. Uh, yeah, but in well, any I don't mean to say no that. worries. I'm no so worries. Sorry. <laughs> but that's an interesting um, backstory. Does your book take it any further that like Don Nixon, so then we connected well, somehow to Richard Nixon? Well, no. And like I said, here's the thing. Nixon was not behind the plot. The plot was used to blackmail Nixon going into the presidency. I think this is a dynamic people need to understand. Our presidents are owned one way or another by various forces by the time they get into office. You know, in JFK's case, they didn't own him until kind of the Bay of Pigs failure. And then he called their bluff. You know, they thought they had cowed him. And it was just the opposite. He asserted his authority, and and look where that got him. So Nixon tried to play it a little different. And, of course, uh, John Meyer went to the Watergate committee and said, you know, I know what Nixon was looking for when he was bugging the Democrats, because uh, Howard Hughes had actually given Nixon a million-dollar look. It was reported as 300000 and reported that it went to B.B. Rebozo, but it was actually a million dollars, according to John Meyer, and his testimony to this day, you know, remains mostly sealed. It's it's shocking that this is like almost fifty years later, and we can't get the truth about our history. Uh, now, why why do you think uh, why do you think Lisa that there seems to be a lot less interest in the RFK assassination than there is in the JFK? I mean, obviously, one was a president, one was not, but they were brothers. They were both right. high profile, and I think many people right. believe Robert F. Kennedy would have become president. I think that's uh, right. I, I think that's probably the case. And you also it have this more open and shut. It really seemed more open. And okay, shut. again, there's a guy with a gun fires at Kennedy. And what I try to explain to readers in my book is it was really staged like a magic act with Sirhan as the distractor, firing blanks, not bullets, in a hypnotized state. He actually thinks he's firing at targets. He'd been at a target range, probably through a hypnotic suggestion, for like six hours earlier that day at the pinch of a woman in a you know polka dot dress. He suddenly went back into this range mode and thought he was back at the range and stuck his arm straight ahead and started firing. He doesn't remember seeing Robert Kennedy in the pantry. He has no memory of anything related to the shooting, which is very common when you're under deep hypnosis. It's not common when you do these old stage shows because you're not really hypnotized to a deep level, although some people are. And I talk about something I, I saw that 
scared the heck out of me. I saw a show. I talked to this woman for like 20 minutes before the show. We were in the front row and sitting next to each other. She's a very nice, normal woman. I you know, struck up a conversation like people do. And then she volunteered to be on stage. I thought, well, this will be cool. I'll see the before and after. Well, she got hypnotized during the show and told that, you know, she was given like $100 Monopoly money and told that it was a $25,000 check. And, of course, she jumps around all excited. But what happened was after the show, I thought they like unhypnotized everybody. This woman was still hypnotized. After the show, the crowd is clearing and I see her wandering around looking really distressed. And I thought maybe she lost her family. And so I went up to her and was like, hey, what's going on? Can I help you? And she goes, well, I have to give this back. And I looked in her hand. And I'm like, okay, that's play money. You don't, you don't have to give that back. You know, the hypnotist has already left the area and she goes, oh, it's a $25,000 check. I have to give this back. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so she was still in that hypnotic state. So, so I mean, obviously, she, hypnotism works It works on some people, and some people it doesn't. But your theory, then, is that uh, uh, Sirhan so Sirhan is, is in a hypnotic state, and then he's triggered by a woman in a polka dot dress. Tell right. us about and the again, woman that triggered him. And he's, yeah, I'll talk about the woman. I just want to emphasize, he's not triggered to kill anybody. He is firing blanks, and we know this because the police figured this out literally within the first 24 hours and had to dummy up bullets to make them look like they came from Sirhan's gun. And believe me, they would have used Sirhan's gun if they hadn't already given it to the grand jury. It was out of reach, so they took a different gun and, and dummied up bullets and then used them, you know, seven years later in a separate investigation. Now, the woman in the polka dot dress is really interesting because, again, she seems to be his on-site handler. Throughout the night, a number of people see the girl in the polka dot dress, a guy in a gold sweater or a gold top um, with their hand, you know, at various places in the hotel. I actually kind of mapped them out time-wise, who saw who where. And it's, you know, they're very much a trio. And sometimes they split up and it's the girl in their hand or the guy in their hand. Um, but one of them is always with Sirhan pretty much at any time that he's seen. It's rare that he's seen completely alone, or if he is, I suspect they're nearby and people just don't know that he's with these other people. But right after the shooting, um, or right before the shooting, I should say, about 20 minutes before the shooting, Sandra Serrano was sitting at the back fire escape stairs on the 8th Street side of the hotel, away from Wilshire, the big boulevard, on, in the back in the dark on the stairs and, a, and these three people come up the girl in a white dress with dark polka dots a guy in a gold shirt who you know was similar to Sirhan but a little older a little stouter and then a guy who her description exactly matched the Sirhan that was arrested there that night um and then after the assassination like about 20 minutes later she hears what she thinks are car backfires and then two of the three come flying out the back and the girl is saying we shot him we shot him and she said, who did you shoot? And the girl says, Senator Kennedy, and keeps running off into the dark. Now, I've always wondered why anybody would say that. And it turns out there was a guy at the back door who I think was guarding the door to make sure that exit was available to them in a maroon suit who two NBC producers' wives noticed because he seemed to be behaving oddly all night. And they kind of watched him. You know, it's like, what's he up to? And it looked like he had a radio that he kept holding up to his cheek as if he was talking into it like a two-way radio or something. And so, anyway, this girl, I think when she ran out was saying we shot him, I think she was talking to the guy at the door, like, it's done, we're out, you know, it's over. Like they're, part of, they're all part of the same team. Now, do we, exactly. do we ever find out who she is? No, and there are, there are, there are a couple of researchers who have put forward girls, but here's the thing you need to understand. All the credible witness descriptions, you know, where it's obvious it's the same girl and not just any old girl in a polka dot dress, um, 
they all describe her as having a turned up nose, like a Bob Hope ski slope nose. And all the pictures of these other suspects have been put forward do not have a nose like that. So it can't be that girl. It was her most defining feature. So, you know, I... And were there any pictures... (laughs) Were there any pictures or video that happened uh, right at the same time as the shooting? Uh, No, because Kennedy... And again, if you're staging an event, this was the brilliant... You know, I hate to credit them, but it was a brilliant plot to shoot him right after he finished speaking because that's the right. first time all night that the cameras go He off. was separated from He's the done. press during that exactly. particular I mean, moment. They were, they were walking with him through to the press room, but they had their backs to him, you know, and they were at that point and their cameras were lowered and off and one guy had left on a recording which did appear to have captured some of the shots and when that was analyzed uh, one guy who really knows computer science, who understands amplitudes and, you know, all that scientific stuff I uh, came to the conclusion that there were 13 shots on that tape. Hey, this will be our last segment when we come back, Lisa, and I want to set this up. When we come back from the break, the theory is that Suran Suran was in a hypnotic state. He was not the shooter, but he shot blanks, and someone else was the shooter. So we'll ask Lisa who she thinks the shooters were, and we'll find out a little bit more about Sirhan Sirhan, who he is, and what his present state is right now, incarcerated in California. We'll be back. Hello, everybody. This is radio talk show host Jim Paris for FreeSurvivalGifts.com. If you're a survival buff like me and like to try out the latest survival gear and gadgets, then you're going to absolutely love FreeSurvivalGifts.com. At FreeSurvivalGifts.com, you will find a wide array of survival gear, books, and videos that are all 100% free. That's right, just pay your own shipping. Now, I know you're asking, why is all of this survival gear free? Well, the companies offering this gear are doing so as a way to promote their brand and introduce new products. Check it out today, freesurvivalgifts.com. Pick up one or more free survival items for you and your family. That website again is freesurvivalgifts.com. Check it out, freesurvivalgifts.com. You may need this herbal tea for relief right away, so write this down, drmillersclinic.com. If you take meds, then suffer stomach distress, constipation, indigestion, acid reflux, and bloating, and nothing else helps, get Dr. Miller's Holy Tea or Super Holy Tea, a cleansing, detoxifying herbal tea, now available at great rates direct from Dr. Miller's office. Call or click 888-660-7039 or drmillersclinic.com. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug outhouse that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now 800-503-8625 800-503-8625 by now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone block it pockets wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve no scare tactics just common sense BlockitPocket.com offers quality american-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers Learn more at BlockItPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockItPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. You are listening to Jim Paris Live. The book is A Lie Too Big to Fail, The Real History of the Assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. Our guest is Lisa Pease, and a little bit of a background here on Sirhan Sirhan. In 1969, he received the death penalty for killing Robert F. Kennedy. That death penalty was commuted to a life sentence in 1972 with the possibility of parole. He was never paroled. He's presently age 74, and he's incarcerated at the Richard J. Donovan Correctional Facility in San Diego County, California. And as we were talking before the break, it's your uh, position that it wasn't Sirhan Sirhan that actually fired the shots. His gun fired blanks, according to your theory. Who do you think the real shooters were? Will we not know? I named several people, and I named several shooter positions. What I can't say for sure is the shooter on the table was X, or the shooter at Kennedy's head was Y. So I give you suspects, and I give you shooter positions, and you know maybe somebody else will be able to further the research and, and connect the dots a little further. I try not to ever go beyond what I can definitively prove, which is, you know... <laughs> Yeah, you got to be careful, of course. Yeah, some of these people might still be living as well. Now, Sirhan Sirhan, interesting uh, individual, um, has a he has a background. I guess his family was Christian, but has an Arab Palestinian background. Right. And and the more mainstream narrative is that his beef with 
Robert F. Kennedy was related to the conflict between the Palestinians and the Israelis, and he was upset uh, because of some decisions made during uh, JFK's uh, term. And in my book, I show how that motive was basically invented by his defense team, because if you shot somebody and you have no motive of why you shot him, you know, in your mind, there's only two possibilities. It's like, I'm either brain damaged or I'm crazy. Because Sir Hinton right. didn't know anything about hypnosis. He didn't believe he had ever been hypnotized. In fact, when his defense team hired hypnotists, he kept saying, oh, I wasn't. I was just faking. But he followed, you know, all their commands, you know, on cue. He, when, again, you can, it's not that you can make people do something against their will, but you can make people do things without their understanding or knowledge that they are being controlled. And now, that's the really he was crazy. born, he was born on the West Bank, he and his yeah. family immigrated. And they were middle class. They were middle class. They had a home. You know, they had a fairly decent life. The father was an engineer, worked for the water department. You know, just a very normal. So he was age twelve, life. though, when he came over here. He was he was a young, right. well, almost a, almost a teenager. Talk. Yeah, no, he was, and he was younger still when the trauma started, because of course, you know, they were caught in the crossfire of you know what. Israel calls the War of Independence and the Arabs call the Nakba. You know, it depends on right. whose side you are, what happened. But uh, he so saw his brother, I guess, killed. In, yeah, in, he had an older brother named Munir who was killed right in front of him, and he was so distraught about that that when the younger brother was born, the mother named it Munir in the hopes of, you know, assuaging his, you know, his his sorrow. And he went to pull. He's He's a very kind, gentle man. I mean, from all the accounts that I read, the the only thing that ever would animate him would be a discussion of the Israelis and, you know, what they did in Palestine. Because that, he saw the bombs fall. He saw, you know, people he knew blown up in the street in front of him. He pulled a severed hand out of a well. I mean, he was traumatized in his youth. So it was a handy narrative to say oh you know this guy now, was so incensed you know i'm but, sorry to interrupt you because we have only so much we only have six minutes left and i want to i want to get into a little bit more about sirhan sirhan he's still living and yeah. is it my understanding that you, you have not spoken to him but uh not you have connected indirectly to his indirectly. family is that right right munir sirhan is his brother he lives in pasadena i've been in touch with munir munir I, I sent Sirhan my book through the publisher because I guess in California you can't send pu- prisoners' books. I didn't realize that it has to come direct from the publisher, and then they rip off the cover to make sure there's no weapons inside. But he's reading it and he's commenting on it, and he was very excited that I found a third gun in the case, which again we won't have time to get into. But in the court transcript, the the LAPD criminalist holds up a gun and reads, and they read the serial number into the record, and it does not match the serial number of the gun taken from Sirhan, and you could argue, oh, it's just a typo, it's just a mistake, but you can't believe the hours they spent correcting every typo, every dot, you know, yeah. Yeah, on a case up, like this, you don't make a mistake that. like that. You wouldn't, you right. wouldn't, right. you wouldn't think that yeah, was so possible. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking when Wolfer told the jury the bullets came from this gun and no other, it had the ring of truth because he was using the wrong gun, and he had fired the bullets from that. You're and also, I like, as I understand it, in connection with the Kennedy family. Tell us about that. Yes, I put uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., who I met uh, a couple years ago, in touch with Sirhan's lawyer, because 
you know, I'm like, do you want to talk to him? I can hook you up. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. So I, I put him in touch with his lawyer. He went down to San Diego because Robert is a really good judge of character. You can imagine people have been talking to him all his life about his his uncle, his his father, how much they meant to him. And he's pretty good at spotting the phonies in the crowd. And so I, you know, I asked him right after he met Sirhan, what did you think? And he's like, wow, you know, he was a really sweet man. Yeah, so he, he actually did meet with Sirhan Sirhan. He did. He did. Wow. He what an electric moment in history. Was, was that exactly. reported in the news? I don't remember hearing about that. <laughs> it's in my book, <laughs> but no. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm talking about like in my lifetime, that yeah. could have been like the biggest story that I would have ever heard in my lifetime, that the son of RFK yeah. goes to the prison and meets with his would-be assassin. I mean, obviously, uh, Oswald is not living, but if JFK's right. son met him, went and met Oswald, I mean, wow, right. what, what a, when did this meeting happen? Right. This happened just a year ago, December, not this last December, but the December before. Yeah. So does yeah. does RFK Jr. have a, a feeling like that there's... Well, he has come forward. I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but he he um, signed a joint statement with members of the King family and, and a number of researchers, you know, high and, and low across the country. This was like 60 prominent Americans, including people like Daniel Ellsberg, the guy behind the Pentagon Papers, um, who said, we believe all four of the major assassinations, including Malcolm X, were conspiracies that were never properly investigated. We want all these cases reinvestigated. We want witnesses. Witnesses are dying, and there are people who still know things and won't talk unless they're guaranteed immunity. And we might, we could conceivably still find the absolute truth and the top sponsors if we act quickly, if we can get congressional approval. And so there is going to be a petition site going up, you know, where people can get involved and ask their Congress people to do this because time is running out. You know, people are dying every year. And, but it's, it's not yet too late. And, and, and my point is, of course, it's not yet too late to free Syrian. He's been in jail for a crime he was suckered into committing. I mean, he was fooled and tricked on so many levels and programmed in ways he didn't understand taken advantage of because of his background in our final minute lisa is there any information that you think that sirhan sirhan could provide to let's say yourself or i know george nori has wanted to meet with him does he have any exculpatory information he really doesn't remember i think that's the saddest part it's like he would love to say oh yeah i suddenly remember and i didn't do it you know but but he really doesn't remember so he's always left it to other people to figure out what happened he, you know, they, uh, his current lawyers gave him a hypnotist who sat with him for about 60 hours. And unlike when his defense team hypnotized him, where they kind of tried to lead the witness, okay, reach for your gun, Sirhan. You know, this other guy just said, what do you see? What's happening? And that's how we developed the narrative that I described in my book. And what, so, you're, uh, what you're saying sounds far-fetched maybe to people that aren't familiar with, like, right. the, M- the MK Ultra project and things that our government... It's 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 documented that we did take people and do this kind of thing to them where we would right. try to control people and, and make them puppets. Right. This was this is not and some sort of science fiction university. Right. University academics will tell you, oh, you can't make somebody you know participate in a plot against their will. But the CIA people will tell you, you can make people participate in a plot without their knowledge. Again, it's a different thing. And it's very scary. And, and people need to be aware. And don't let yourself be hypnotized. 
unless it's a trained medical professional for a very specific need and then take somebody with you. <laughs> yeah, I've never uh, wanted to be cool. hypnotized. As a Christian, I've always felt like you're kind of opening yourself up to something if you get into that whole something hypnotism dark. thing. Uh, 10 seconds, 20 seconds left here. Do you have a website, Lisa? Uh, realhistoryarchives.blogspot.com. People can read that statement, that joint statement I just referred to and see the action items. When and also is, that uh, video of the right door, is that there? I'm sorry? The video of oh, the, the door. the video of the door is not linked there. Like I said, it is, you know, footnote in a link to my book. It is in the book, though, and they can find it that way as well. The, the book is A Lie Too Big to Fail, The Real History of the Assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. Lisa Pease has been our guest. Thank you so much for joining us. If it's Sunday oh, night, thank you so much. <laughs> it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris, and if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. Well, I reached the point about three years ago that I decided enough was enough, and I went to war with my personal stack of monthly bills. I canceled cable TV and legally connected my television to the internet, and now I get hundreds of free TV channels, and I don't pay for cable TV. I found a little-known way of getting free home phone service for life, and I discovered a totally legal way to opt out of Obamacare and cut my health insurance bill by more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. That's christianmoneyplus.com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. Homemakers, groceries by mail ships free. Try our amazing bacon. It stores in your pantry. No refrigeration required. Our value-added packaging provides a 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Always priced less than grocery for your everyday use. Savory and delicious. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective.